What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. If this is your first time here on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And today, guys, I'm recording this a little late um, because I am in Italy right now with my girlfriend on a 23-day vacation, so... The timing here has been a little off. Like right now, I'm recording this at 10.22 a.m. on Saturday, which is probably, again, like we're six hours ahead of Eastern time. So it's probably like four in the morning for some of you out there. Um, so I haven't been that active on Twitter, haven't been that active on the podcast, but I am trying to get, I'm going to try to give you guys at least one podcast a week. It won't be too, too long of a, of a podcast because today we're going to uh, the Vatican. So I... I'm not going to try to sit and make this podcast all day, but I did want to give you guys a preview of the Dolphins game against the Colts, as well as break down some info that I have heard about Deshaun Watson. Um, Now, this info, when I talk about it, I won't be saying who told me it. However, I do believe that this person has come out publicly and talked about it. Um, However, just to, to be certain... You know, in case you don't know who this is, I'm not going to mention names. I'm just going to tell you what they've told me and, you know, we'll go from there. So let's get into that first, actually, before we get into anything else um, regarding the Colts game. Let's get into that right now. So this is what I was told about the Deshaun Watson situation. And now it's up to you if you want to believe it or not. You don't have to. I know a lot of people don't like to believe anything when it comes to Tua and the Deshaun Watson situation. They like to assume that everyone in the organization wants Tua. Everyone likes him. No one would in their right mind want Deshaun Watson. And I've been telling you all for about a couple months now that's not the case. It's not true. Um, And some people still don't want to believe me. Um, So I'm going to read again. This is something I was told from someone. Um, And I think they've come public and talked about it, but I'm, I'm not quite sure if they have. Uh, and this is the same person that told me, again, on draft day, they were private messaging me and, and telling me that Jalen Waddle was the pick. And that was when Jamar Chase was, was being announced, the pick before. I was being told Jalen Waddle's the pick. And that happened throughout the whole entire draft. They were telling me teams that were trading up ahead of the Dolphins. They were telling me everything, like a pick or two before it even happened. So I trust these sources completely. I trust this person. They were spot on with the Xavier Howard stuff they were telling me. They were spot on with a lot of a lot of things, really, that they've told me. Um, so this is what they told me regarding the Deshaun Watson situation. As the day has progressed, I've uncovered even more regarding the Deshaun Watson slash Dolphin situation. Greer was told two to three mornings ago to, quote-unquote, get it done, by Roth, and apparently this may be the only way to save his job long term. Once he was told this, the next morning Greer was on the phone with the Texans. After that discussion, Houston owner Cal McNair and GM didn't like the offer, and from what I'm told, they were the ones that fueled the Philly rumors you heard Chris Sims talking about a few days ago, as more teams leads to more real negotiations. Cal McNair, the owner, once Watson, Watson moved ASAP too. Contrary to what Albright said about the Texans wanting to wait as close to the deadline as possible. Also, this same person has not heard anything involving Tua Tungvaluwa being traded, also contrary to the Dono and Albright report. 
I was told Dan Marino, who again, I've told you guys on the podcast, Dan Marino wanted Justin Herbert in the draft. Some of you lost your mind. You couldn't possibly imagine that Dan Marino, the best offense quarterback of all time, didn't want Tua, right? You don't like to accept that. He didn't want Tua, okay? And this source said, I was told Dan Marino had a private meeting with Stephen Ross, which prompted Ross to talk directly to Texans owner Cal McNair. Okay, and I'm, I don't know what that conversation was about. It doesn't say here, but I'm assuming that Dan Marino was like, you need, to, you need a different quarterback, right? Whether I agree with it or not, that's, that's probably what Dan Marino said. And Stephen Ross talked directly to Kyle McNair and was like, I want, I want Deshaun Watson. Basically, a lot of what I've heard is contradictory to J- Josina Anderson's report. It seems things are moving behind the scenes. And this is something that falls in line. Now, I'm not really sure who would trade for Tua if this were to happen, which I believe it's going to sooner rather than later. But I was also told privately, and this was before it came out, there was a report that came out. I forget who put it out. I think it was Alex Dono put out that teams were interested in Tua, um, not just Washington. But I was told, um, I'm trying to see when I was sent this text. I was sent this text at 5.20, or no, I was sent this text the morning of the Dolphins game um, at, let's see what time that would be, because it has Italy time on here. I was told at 10.20 a.m. on Sunday, someone messaged me randomly. This is a person who also has given me info, has sources that I trust 100% completely, they said, my prediction, Tua gets traded to Washington, Watson trades for Miami within the next week or two. And I said, what makes you say that? Where you told something, and this person put one of the, like, I don't know emojis with a sunglasses emojis. Basically saying, like, I was told something, but I can't tell you. Um, and I was told that on Sunday. And then a report came out yesterday. It was either Thursday or Friday that it came out saying like Washington might trade for Tua. So like these sources I, I, I've been getting, I trust a lot. You don't have to. It's up to you. But, you know, regarding the Deshaun Watson situation, I'm not really shocked by any of this. I've told you guys on the podcast that, you know, the Dolphins have wanted Deshaun Watson. If it weren't for the allegations, he'd be on the team right now. They were ready to trade for him. Not only that, he wants to come here. We are the only team he wants to play for. Not Philadelphia, not Carolina, not Denver. He wants to play for the Dolphins. Um, and if they're interested, that's where he's going to want to go because he has a no-trade clause. Uh, I don't really know what to make of it. With, with, with all the allegations, I don't know how long he would be suspended. I don't know if he'd be able to play or not. I don't know. And I'm not really going to get into that because that's where I kind of get into trouble because I start to say my beliefs and then people question because they think I don't like Tua or they think I approve of what Deshaun Watson has done in the past. Like, I'm just letting y'all know this is what's going on. The Dolphins are trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, And again, I've told you in the past, Chris Greer and Steven Ross wanted Tua. Brian Flores did not want Tua. He understood that that was going to be the pick, so he has tried to put everything around him possible to help him succeed. But Flo never wanted Tua. Dan Marino never wanted Tua. And now you're seeing those guys behind the scenes are going to be the ones mainly pushing trading for Deshaun Watson because those are going to be the main guys that originally wanted him. And Stephen Ross, of course, you know, he's getting older. 
He wants to see the Dolphins be very good. And in his mind, he's thinking the easiest way to do that is to get a, a top five quarterback. Now, again, if he plays or not, I don't know. That's not for me to speculate on. I don't know. But I can promise you the Dolphins are very, very interested. Um, and I would not be shocked again. The trade deadline is in a month exactly from today, the November 2nd. So I would not be shocked at all if, if, if Deshaun Watson was on this team, you know, in, in, in a couple days let alone before the trade deadline. Like, if it were me and two is not able to play for another eight days, right, because he's on IR until at least, he, he can't play until at least th- two Sundays from now. But, like, if he is a, if he's able to practice as your starter in eight days, you don't, you don't want him either on the team at that point or you want to make a clear decision we're trading for him or not. So I would expect it to happen by Sunday of next week. I think Deshaun Watson's going to be on this team. That's just my prediction from from stuff I've heard and from all the reports that have come out. I think that he will be on this team by, by this time next week. Okay. So with that in mind, guys, uh, Happy happy Saturday if you if you're listening to this right now in the morning and this is the first thing you heard uh, kind of like big news but so is life. Um, let's talk about the Colts game real quick. I, there's not really too much to talk about and again I don't want to dive too much I can't dive too much into it because I'm about to leave for the Vatican here here shortly. Um, but I mean as far as the Colts game, there was a tweet that came out uh, talking about which players are going to be out for the Colts. And it was like a lot of their good players. I'm trying to see who exactly tweeted it out um, so I can give them credit. Zach Kiefer, I guess he covers the Colts, officially ruled out for Sunday. Quentin Nelson, best guard in football. Braden Smith, Quiddy Pay, their rookie edge who has been phenomenal this season. Rockyson, one of their best players, he plays cornerback and Karee Williams. Um, those five players right there are all very significant contributors to their team. And three of them, Quiddy Pay, Rockyson, and especially Quentin Nelson, are huge contributors to their team. And Carson Wentz has already struggled a lot this year. He has not looked good. And if you remember when I talked about record predictions, I said the Colts could either be 11-6, and six, or sorry, 11-6. and six. They could either be, um, yeah, 11-6, and six, Sorry, I'm, uh, it's a 17-game season. They'll either be 11 and six, or they could easily be six and 11, depending six and 11, depending on how Carson Wentz plays. And he has played not very well at all this season. Darius Leonard's been injured, so he's not even going to be 100 percent. Quentin Nelson's been in and out um, with health issues, and he's the best guard in football. So the Colts have not looked good. You're playing at home. You are in a must-win game because you can't start off the season one and three. You're probably going to lose to Tampa Bay. So if you start off one and three, you're going to be one and four. Um, this is as as much of a must-win game for the Dolphins as could possibly be in Week Four. And you're playing at home. It's going to be a Don Shula tribute. Um, and I I can assume I I wouldn't be shocked with this, but if I were the Dolphins, I would obviously they're probably going to wear their throwbacks. But I would announce that the Dolphins are going to be changing to their throwbacks on Sunday. That's what I would do if I were the team. It'd be a great PR move, you know, especially with all the Deshaun Watson stuff circling. Let's get some good news out there for the team that, you know, 
I know a lot of people want this this uniform change to happen. Point is, there's going to be a lot happening tomorrow on Sunday uh, for the Dolphins. And it, again, if you're honoring Don Shula, you're wearing your throwbacks, you're playing at home, you can't lose that game to a beat-up Indianapolis Colts team with a lot of their starters either injured or out that haven't won a game this season. And again, like you're playing a quarterback that you should have no troubles against. Um, Carson Wentz is a turnover machine. He doesn't have a good completion percentage. They haven't been able to run the football effectively. All stuff that you should capitalize on as a defense. And then on offense, they haven't been able to stop the run at all. And one of their best cornerbacks and edge rushers, Quiddy Pay and Rockyson, are out. So you should be able to pass on them. Will Fuller is supposed to be active. Jalen Waddle's going to be playing. Devontae Parker's going to be playing. Everyone should be healthy and ready to go. Um, so you should have no issue throwing the football. You kind of had an embarrassing game plan last week. I expect them to bounce back and try to prove themselves as coordinators this week. Um, Jacoby Brissett did not play well at all again at all last week, but he's from the Colts. So if anyone's going to know about the team, it's going to be him. I expect a good Dolphins performance. I expect us to win this game handily. Um, again, like score prediction, I, we should win this game by double digits. We should. Um, you know, the Colts have not been that good of a team. And on top of it, you're, you're they're missing a lot of players and you're playing at home. We're pretty healthy, actually. Shockingly enough, Michael Dieter's not going to start, but Greg Manns, um, our backup, who actually has way more experience at center than him, he's going to be starting. Um, and the offensive line, while it wasn't great last week, it was much better than against the Bills. And you can win, again, I've said this, you can win games with that offensive line, most importantly because they ran the football a lot. So if we can just get some play calling issues fixed up, I think the Dolphins can win this game, and I think we'll win it by 10 points. I'm going to go Dolphins 28-17, victory against the Colts. We head into week five against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2-2. Two and two. Right, not a bad record. We'll we'll head in two and two at five hundred, um, with really Tampa Bay being one of the hardest games we have in the next month and a half. Right, so if we can head in two and two into that game, we have against you know we have the Texans coming up, the Jaguars, the Falcons, the Jets two times. Like we have some easier games coming up in the season. Um, who knows what's going to happen with our quarterback situation moving forward. But at the end of the day, this is a must-win game for the Dolphins, and I don't anticipate us losing. So I'm going to say uh, keys to victory. On offense, you need to be able to run the football and just have better play calling, right? It's not even like you need to go out there and do like anything crazy. Like Just go out there and have a better game plan, right? Let's see some more creativity on offense. Let's take more deep shots like we did in overtime. Because even if that ball's not completed or if it's not pass interference, which it should have been, like I say this all the time, you need to take deep shots to open up your offense. You can't have the defense stacking the box every play. So I always say take a deep shot early to uh, open up the defense, spread them out, run the football like you did last week. That was one of the only bright spots on offense last week is that we had, I think, 133 yards of total offense, uh, two rushing touchdowns, I think. So you need to be able to run the football. I think we'll be able to on the Colts. Uh, and then as far as defense, like don't, I don't really think the defense needs to change much. Don't get gashed in the running game 
But I've told you all, again, you can look at stats all you want about the Dolphins giving up more third down conversions, the Dolphins giving up a lot of run yards. I don't really care. I, I like to watch the games, not just look at stat sheets. And when I watch the games, I always see the defense play very well in the beginning. And as the game progresses along and they're on the field for longer because their offense can't do anything, they start to play worse because they're tired. So that's what they need to do this week. They need to just play strong. They need to make sure that they're obviously not giving up big plays. That's every week. But just play strong. Play exactly how you have been. Um, I think they should be able to stop the run more and more every week as they get more comfortable in their assignments. Um, And again, the Colts offensive line i think uh quentin nelson and his backup are both not playing so you're gonna have a third string left guard in there right and that's usually where zach sealer or christian wilkins is you guys can hear the rome ambulance right now listen to it that's what the ambulance in rome sounds like so um yeah so you should be able to stop the run you should be able to get after carson wentz i would love to see jalen phillips just used as an edge rusher last week he was in the backfield like every play and I understand that, yeah, he has the physical tools to be an outside linebacker to where he can drop in coverage, but he's a rookie. So let's just ask him to do one thing right now, and he can do it very well. Let's just have him as our edge rusher. And again, if you need guys to drop into coverage, bring other people in there. But just put him as an edge rusher. Let him get after Carson Wentz. I believe the Dolphins are going to have a big day on defense. I think they're going to have multiple turnovers, multiple sacks. I think this game could end up potentially being like the Rams game. If you remember the Rams game and the the, the San Francisco game last year where it was a, just a defensive dominant performance, they have the potential to do that. Now we just need the offensive side of the football to pick things up. Because again, remember, you were, you were up 14-0 to last week. And you blew the lead because you couldn't do anything on offense at all. Called the double smoke screen in the end zone. That gave them momentum. If the offense can just be competent, defense, I trust them to do the right things, to force turnovers, get sacks, give the offense a chance. And then as usual on special teams, don't give up the big play, make the big play. And that's all I have for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. See you next time, hopefully talking about a victory for the Dolphins. See you next time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast. Fins up. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins.